This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM570, an LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue on. Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. We'll have our spirituality here in a couple of seconds, Rodney. Yeah. But I have an update. Uh Uh-oh. So, uh, I've been working this morning, talking to people. Yep. I've got an update on the Montclair High School football story. Oh, wow. Now, you remember we told you about this yesterday. Uh, Fascinating. Kid by the name of Elijah Frazier, that's his name. Uh, basically graduated from Pomona High School. Then (laughs) enrolled at Montclair High School and went back to high school as a junior and started playing on the football team and the basketball team at Montclair. He was, to be specific, uh, a safety and a receiver. So he played on the Montclair team despite the fact he had graduated high school. Wait, 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 wait. He not only played football... But he played basketball, too? Yes. He came back and played basketball? Yeah. Wait a minute, Fred. Come on. True. You're lying. No, no, true. So he any- came- Wait, Fred. Fred! He came back and played basketball, too? Yeah, he played basketball. Well, you don't wear time. a helmet. Correct. But people can clearly see your face. That's right. He he went under the name of Yuli Chung. He enrolled. Anyway, no one even knew this was an issue until... Montclair played Pomona and all of a sudden they realized that the quarterback from Pomona was Yuli Chung's brother. So how did this happen? That's what we wondered yesterday. Who knew? How did this happen? Okay. Here's what I was able to find out. Uh, Not this season, last year, last year, uh, Elijah Frazier, AKA Uli Chung, Went to Montclair. He went with his father. And they enrolled. They told the school that he had been homeschooled. They checked his birth certificate, which had been altered. And they enrolled him to play. So the question was, did the parents know? His father took him there. And said he had been homeschooled. And that was his son. Then you say, well, how much after that did the parents keep an eye on this? I was told that the parents were at all the games. They were at the games watching him play. I don't know if they went and saw his younger brother, the quarterback at Pomona, but apparently they were at enough games to see their older son play. He met with the coach and school administrators when they enrolled him. 
the parent. I mean, the dad. Yeah. When they played Pomona, when this all blew up, Yuli Chung never admitted to anybody he even had a brother. So despite the fact he was now playing against his brother, he never told anybody he had a brother. And nobody on the football team knew he had a brother. Even though it was his brother playing quarterback for Pomona. Uh, As you can imagine, there are a lot of folks that feel betrayed in this story. Uh, Now, you say, well, what else do you know about it? I don't know a lot more because I did check with some sources this morning. And I checked with the CIF. And I know those guys very well. We know Rob Wygod. He's the Southern Section Commissioner. Tom Simmons is the City Section Commissioner. And I do an event for the City Section like every other year. So I talked to Tom this morning. And he told me, I would love to give you more, but I can't. Our hands are now tied because it's a criminal investigation. So the CIF can't say anything else. Oh, boy. And by the way, it was not Tom Simmons that gave me the information that I just shared with you. I've talked to a few people today. The parents knew. They were complicit. They knew the whole time? They knew. They were in on it. And I asked one of the people I spoke to, (sighs) do you know if he lived at home with his parents and brother? They didn't have that answer. They don't know that. I talked to a couple of people today. I, oh, it just is hurting my head. It's hurting. It's hurting my my pinky toe, Fred. Yeah. This is this story is so out there and crazy. And now, after you you know dug some more, you find out that the well, I, well go back because it's hard for the parents not to know. We see, maybe but- they didn't start, but they along the way. If you're a parent of any kind, you know something fishy, crazy is going on with your son or sons. But the fact that they knew from the beginning and were complicit in all of this, damn. Damn. See, because that's the thing we tried to figure out yesterday. Did the parents know? Damn. Well, they did know. Dad enrolled him. Dad enrolled him in school. Walked him in there. Walked him in. It's my son, Yuli Chung. I'm Mr. Chung. Right. Is he Mr. Chung then? Or what, did he, what name sure, did he use? I, I don't know what name he used. But he my met, adopted son? He went to school and he, met with the school oh administrator. God. That is deep that he went that far and went in and met, met with the school officials with his imposter son. Yes, as an imposter father. And look at it like this. So they arrested the kid, right, for falsifying documents, federal documents. If the father is complicit in this. Oh, yes. Doesn't he face charges as well? Fred, the late, great Robin Harris used to say, got to go, got to (laughs) go. Yes, he is complicit. He's got to go down too. Can't it just can't just arrest the son because technically, well, well, it depends yeah, he who would did. Be it. Over, he'd be over eighteen, but still, 
You gotta, you gotta, yeah. The parents are the, the dad for sure. Now let me ask you this: He obviously did it, didn't do it for the academic reasons. He did it for his son to be able to play sports, right? Right. And maybe get the scholarship. And Was maybe son the, any good? I, I that I don't know. Kevin asked me that. Son, as a matter son of fact, son better be good for them to go to this lane. He better be good. But you know, and, he's good enough to get a scholarship. Right. And, and was that the goal? Yeah, I'm sure. Why else would he go back? To kill time? To get another student letter? Varsity letter? <laughs> there will be more that will come out on this. Oh, man. But that was the big question. Oh, we're just scratching the surface. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You, that's what you wondered. Who knew? And, and I'll be honest with you. As I was talking and asking the questions and was told the story about the father came down to the school and met with school administrators, I was like, no, 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 no. That really didn't happen. They, oh, no, it happened. Jesus. Because that's Jesus. a big piece of this puzzle. Oh, yeah, it's a huge piece of the puzzle. And then, because on all those, if you're enrolling, a lot of these forms and in, in, in what you have to fill out, you have to give a lot of information, especially if you're the dad. Yeah. What is your name, sir? Can I see your uh, ID? sir let me get your driver's license number and uh your id so we can put it in our file social security passport whatever you got or 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 wait a minute you come down gonna enroll my son okay you're his contact yeah okay write your dad's contact information here just write his information you have a birth certificate he said you were homeschooled everything everything matches up yeah, but the dad, the dad took him to get enrolled. Yeah, dad showed up. It wasn't like the kid just go in there by himself and fill out a bunch of forms to match up with whatever they have on file. Right. The dad was there. I mean, when you enrolled in high school, you know, and this is back, and me as well, back in the Stone Ages. Uh, I don't remember my parents taking me to enroll. No, I don't either. I don't either. I'm trying to think. I, I, I mean, but there had to be an enrollment process. You got well, paperwork, yeah. I'm, I'm younger than you guys, yeah. and I didn't go with my mom to be enrolled. I know that. You just so showed up. I just showed up. She said, like, hey, you're enrolled. Here's the first day of school. And I showed up and met my counselor yeah, and got but my were, classes. There was correspondence, like, back and forth. Like, here's your school letter. Right. School starts at this date. Your son will be entering ninth grade or whatever it may be. So There had to be. Yeah, there, there, there is a form, I'm sure, that folks filled out. So that would have had to be falsified as well. Yeah, everything they filled out, everything they would have had on file on him was all falsified, if that's the case. Now we understand why it's a criminal investigation. Into both of them, because if you're acting as the parent in that situation and filling out those things, you're at least complicit in illegal behavior. So you got something going on with the father. Yeah, because yesterday I sat here and thought, all right, the kid pulled one over on everybody. You're not going to arrest them. Nobody got hurt. You know, obviously it was bad and something should happen, but this kid's not going to be the subject of a criminal investigation. He just did something stupid. But now when you hear the other part of it, now it makes sense. Now you know why the CIF can't comment. Nobody at the school, by the way, can comment. Nobody at the school can comment. Nobody will comment. Either school? Uh, Pomona, I don't know. Because they're involved in the investigation as well. Because Pomona is where the other brother goes. Right. Who's the real brother? <laughs> Which one is the real brother? 
And the yeah. parents and the parents were at the games. The parents were oh. at the games. People saw them there watching their son, the son whose birth certificate they falsified to be able to play. I know. Unbelievable. I know. Unbelievable, yeah. Now, going back to thinking about it, yeah, there's, there'd be a number of forms you had the parents had to fill out in order to start school the first day. Yeah. Only guy to wear a mask. He was oh. the only guy. <laughs> only guy. I don't think he was that concerned about COVID. It's just me. Oh, God. Thinking about all of it, I just don't think he was that concerned. Yeah, this is my COVID. son, Yuli Chung. <laughs> <laughs> who are you oh i'm darius chung darius I'm chung dad. yeah what was the what was the guy's name i mean the the, the their real name elijah what frazier right no elijah frazier yeah and, and you know now okay now we're getting all over the place here and we're speculating because we don't have this confirmed but you got to believe he did live at home if the parents knew which means his brother knew well of course his brother had to know yeah but can you imagine can you imagine they line up to play Pomona. They're playing the game. And somebody on the Pomona team says to the kid who's the quarterback, hey, man, isn't that your brother? <laughs> isn't that your brother playing for Montclair? Yeah. And what do you do if you're if you're the quarterback, you're the kid, and they ask you, hey, man, and, hey, hey, isn't that your brother? Right. What do you say? Because you... you're in on it. Yeah. You've been in on it. Like, what do you say? No, no. It just looks like him. No, that can't be. That's not my We're brother. just playing. We cousins. Yeah. You know, We I uh, say he's my brother because we're so close, but not really. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's my, my, my play my brother. brother. <laughs> yeah, you, you were right about one thing, Rodney. You and Eric yesterday. That game against Pomona, Yuli should have sat out. <laughs> yeah. Yuli should. If he, if he doesn't play in that game, None of this happens. He's still yeah. playing for Montclair. He's still playing. And nobody knows any different. But when he decided to play in that game, and it made it, made it easy for his parents, they could see both boys at once. <laughs> that two trips. <laughs> right. Maybe he had a beef with his brother and wanted to sack him. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> hey. It's, it's, hey. That's your brother. <laughs> no. 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 Wait a minute. Isn't that your father? No. <laughs> well, who is it? Well, yeah, it's my uncle. It's my uncle. That's who it is. How would that? Oh, man, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> I bet the little the week leading up to it, like leading up to the game. You know, it's like you're getting ready to play your brother. You're at the same household, okay? Getting ready to play each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> and nobody thought, hey, this is probably not a good idea for uh, – for Yuli to play in this game. No. Nobody thought. Nobody brought that up. No. Maybe this is a good one to play hurt. Yeah, it might have been. Hey, you know who's on the phone right now? Who? Joey Bosa of the Charger. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Joey, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We were just telling this story about a kid out here that had graduated from high school, but then re-enrolled mm -hmm. in another high school and started playing football as if he was a junior. And he got caught. Was it on that uh, one team? What was that? Bishop, Bishop uh, 
no, no, Jesus, Joey, it was not Bishop Amat. No, <laughs> no, the fake high school. Remember the fake high school? Oh, the fake high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. That was funny. It was a bunch of thirty-year-old men out yeah, there. Playing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, hey, hey, man, nice start. Victory there. Nice, nice start uh, on Sunday. Good start for the Chargers. How you feeling? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, still recovering a bit. It's only Tuesday, but quick turnaround. <clears throat> I'm happy that we get this early in the season, get it out of the way, get a little extra rest this weekend, and keep it rolling. Yeah, it was a big one, man. Um, great home opener in the division. You guys got after, got after Derek Carr, man, and had some um, some 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 great situations there. How uh, how cool was it uh, with you and now Khalil Mack? I mean, it's like pick your poison with you guys. How is it playing with him now? Yeah, I mean, you could definitely feel it out there. Uh, I just felt like we had a really good pocket on Sunday. Uh, anytime I make him step up, it seemed like Khalil was right there and then vice versa. We're really working well together out there. And when you have a guy like, like Khalil that can win at any time uh, and just manhandle people, it's, it's, it's huge to have him out there. And along with the inside guys, Fox, Bash, AJ, Gary, all the all the new guys, did a really good job of pushing the pocket in there and, and keeping them in the pocket for, for us to close it on them and, and really uh, pressure them all game. So I thought it looked, looked pretty good. But uh, obviously there's we left, left a few out there. I think we could definitely improve. I think I could definitely improve with my pass rush. Oh, well, I'll tell you, Joey, you're not a guy that's short on confidence. But what I noticed watching Sunday, the entire team, had a bit of a little swag to it, a little swag going in, like very confident. Like we are to a position now where we have this roster, and if everybody stays healthy, we could really do some damage. Is that the feeling? Oh uh, yeah, I think I think it is maybe a, a, the overarching feeling of it all. But right now, I think we're really doing a good job of just taking it day by day and focusing on the task at hand. You know, um, it's it's one game at a time. I think me and Khalil both had a little. Uh, little rust that we had to knock off first quarter, but we came out second half, I think, feeling really good. Um, and I expect that to carry into next week or this week now. Hey, speaking of that, Joey, because there's been a lot of talk lately, especially after the first weekend, uh, and, and mainly I think this is talked about with quarterbacks of, of rust and guys not playing um, in, in the preseason. I think they're trying to make more of it than, than what it actually is. Um, but what are your thoughts on the preseason and either playing at all or playing a little bit or not playing one snap? What are your thoughts on that for you personally? Do you do you think it yeah. helps, hurts, or whatever? Um, me personally, how I see it is I just don't think the risk-reward factor, kind of when you look at it, um, it's, it's a different speed out there on game day, and it's a long season, 17 games at minimum. So to to have to go out there, and it's not like I'm warming up uh, for a quarter. I have to go out there. I have to do my pregame routine. I have to pretend it's a it's a regular season game and really get ready. So I mean that all takes a, takes a toll on your body, especially getting out there on the turf when you just don't have to at that point of the year. Um, so me personally, I definitely don't think uh, some of the top guys should play. I mean, it's it's their decision, I guess, but <clears throat> I think the the risk of going out there and something something bad happening versus using those three weeks to keep getting your body ready to go and uh, 
it's just not really a controlled situation out there, obviously. And you have so many games throughout the year that, I mean, how many guys are already injured after week one? So yeah. it's, I think, I think that is really important to, to making it the whole way is to try to stay healthy. And if you could limit the time on, on turf and, and banging and taking hits to the head or whatever it is in those games, because you can't control what's going to happen. Uh, even if you just play two or three series. So, um, I, I think I felt totally fine coming into the first game. If anything, I think it'll make my body feel better being able to use those weekends to recover and train rather than go and uh, tax it even more on the turf and, and playing a game. All right, Joey Bosa is our guest. I'm just wondering, are you thankful that you don't have to play against Justin Herbert? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, not only is he hard to bring down, but he's just he, it just seems like he, his eyes are always downfield and he's just staying calm and he could just make it happen at any any part of the field. So I definitely like that he's on my team. Yeah, no, I, I, I love him. He's coming into his own. I think, you know, last year he made great strides and now it just feels like he has got full command of not only offense, but as being a, a big-time leader for you guys. Um but you're also playing a guy uh, this week that is pretty good, too, in, in Patrick Mahomes. What stands out, Joey? I know you know a lot of talk is about him, um, but overall, as a team, what stands out for you when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, they have a bunch of fast guys, a bunch of weapons, but as everybody knows, 15 is, is the guy that makes the, that team go, uh, him and Kelsey right now, but it's just he's he's incredible as he, as everybody knows the the place he can make on his feet and uh, getting outside the pocket making throws on the run i mean he does justin and him with their their arm on the run has have, have some similarities for sure um so i think i mean the key this week is as i say i'm probably a broken record when i talk about the chiefs but it's about keeping keeping Mahomes in the pocket and keeping the pressure on him. I think we did a good job, like I said last week, of closing the pocket and, and making it feel crowded in there. So, I mean, that's that's really the key because he can escape out any gap. And uh, it, it's almost like he's even more comfortable throwing on the run. So you definitely have to limit, limit that as much as you can. Yeah, I, I know the rule changes over the years have uh, given the offense a lot of leeway. And I think the average score... 23, 23 points is the average in the NFL. Uh, as a defensive player, does that drive you crazy, that the offense has that many advantages? Uh, I mean, it's entertainment, man. <laughs> it's all we're doing is selling tickets out here. It's at the end of the day. So yeah, Fred, why do you want to come down on the quarterback so hard, Fred? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, hey, I'm, I didn't say anything about the quarterback. So it's just, it is what no, it is. Fred did. No, and they got to sell tickets. And if we're if it's it's three to zero, that's people don't like a good defensive game like they used to. So we got to keep the balls in the air and the touchdowns coming. All right, thanks for jumping on so today. We, we all can get it. paid more. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah exactly. Hey, exactly. I want it on the record here too that I uh, picked you guys before the season started to beat uh, the Raiders and also go into Kansas City in a short week and beat the Chiefs. I want that on the record. Well, well, I hope that, yeah, I hope that it comes true. All right. Keep calling them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good luck, man. We really appreciate you coming on, and you guys really look good in week one, and uh, we're rooting for you, man. So uh, 
We like to talk to you when you got a happy face and a smile on your face and you got a good attitude, man. So keep on winning. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, there he goes. Uh, Joey Bosa, the Chargers. Is it just me? I love having that guy on. He is one of our favorite interviews, I think, Rodney. I yeah, love having Joey great. Bosa on. He's great. Because he always tells you the way it is. Straight up. Straight yeah. shooter. Yeah, I know. 100% he is. So uh, he's a, not only that, he's a great player, too. All right. Spirituality is up next. Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk weekdays, noon to 3. Rogan and Rodney. Hey, easy, does it, ain't fussing. Let's keep it moving on a short show today, Fred. We got a lot to get to still. Uh, most importantly, we got to get to that haiku, Fred. Got to do it. Hey, refresh your home with the help of Living Spaces and get everything you need, fast and free shipping. Upgrade with our in-stock collections and we'll deliver it all as soon as the next day for free. Only at Living Spaces and livingspaces.com. Let's get that spirituality. Let's bring them on. Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku. And Vic, good afternoon. He is the brother from another mother. Fred Rogan, good afternoon. Hello, Vic. Riding high on the Trojan horse. Rodney Pete. VTB. Just booked a fabulous interview with Joey Bosa from your bolts. Working hard for you. A lot like Channel 52. Telemundo. Come on now. Vic, you're a poet and you don't even know it. Who knew? Come on now. Bringing you the big and baddest audio dynamite moment to moment. It's Ronnie Facio. <laughs> King Flavor, y'all. And tell me. Somebody tell me. Yes. What's up with Denver Bronco, Bronco new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett? Word up. Russell Wilson is your quarterback, not Rebel Wilson. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> Two shows. Rebel Wilson. Rebel. Listen, never gets old. Dodgers have clinched another playoff berth, please. How about some mad love for the club? Ten years in a row into the playoffs. Give it up for the Azul. How about it, Vic? Yeah, Vic. You know, everyone is, we're so accustomed to this incredible accomplishment. But word up to Major League Baseball, we got your playoff berth right here. We got your magic numbers right here. I revel in the playoffs, and I revel in the champagne on ice tonight. Revel. I revel in, in the Dodgers' incredible constant success. Revel. The repetition is, is hard won. It's it's hard work, man. You gotta give it up and celebrate tonight in the desert. We got Kirsch going tonight. Remember, Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. 5.30 with Tim Cates. 6.40-ish right here, AM570 LA Sports. Champagne on ice for your Dodgers. Champagne. You think the Angels have champagne on ice for Mike Trouty if he goes deep tonight? It will be eight in a it row, should. eight straight games. Mike Trout's on crazy, crazy fire. Does anyone care? Give him some love. <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods. 
I'm serious. It's unfortunate, but true. Eight games in a if he, if he would tie the record tonight by going deep in Cleveland. He'd tie the record of Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly, the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., and Dale Long, back in the 50s. Dale Those who? are the only three guys in Major League Baseball history who have hit home runs in eight straight games, and Crowdy's right there. Is that the record, or is anybody do nine? Eight. Eight is the record. Eight is yeah. the record. Correct. Yep. Three guys of eight. Trouty's got seven. So you go, Trouty. How about a spark of joy for the Angels, man? They need it. Yeah. Spark of joy. You know, just can't be Otani son all the time. I mean, you know, the, David Fletcher, one of my favorite ball players. He, he's injured. He's a little banged up. You know, give the Angels, all, you know, give Trouty some love, man. He. he Yes. He's in a groove. And speaking of a groove, groove sumo day two from Tokyo. Oh, yeah, Let's baby. Go. Come on, Vic. Upsets aplenty. Upsets aplenty. But before we get to sumo, I just want to give some, some love to one of my favorite legends of music who passed yesterday. Ramsey Lewis, mm. Ronnie hit me. <laughs> Ramsey Lewis, incredible yeah. jazz pianist out of Chicago. Yeah. This song crossed all genres back in the day. I'm in with the in crowd. And I, I grew up on this as a young briquette. This, this sound, this song from Ramsey Lewis, mm. just I'm in with the in crowd. I go where the in crowd goes. I'm in with the yeah, in you crowd, do. and I know what the in crowd knows. Yeah, you do. Ramsey Lewis, 87 years, jazz titan, music legend, Ramsey Lewis. On the piano, man. Woo! Ramsey Lewis, y'all. I'm in with the in crowd. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Ramsey. So I'm watching Sumo yesterday. Yeah. I'm inspired because the Yokozuna, which is the number one ranked sumo guy, everyone expects him to go into day two and just run roughshod yeah. over his opposition. And yeah. it just totally freaked me out. And the sumo world, when the grand, when the grand champion went down, Terano Fuji, what? An upset victim to the flying monkey, Toby what? Zaro. What, the flying monkey? Toby Zaro was nicknamed the flying monkey. Big Toby Zaro got Toby. him, Vic? Toby Zaro got Zaro him? Toby Zaro got him. Shocking upset. You know, he I don't- not allow- well, I'm just saying, Vic. Terano Fuji to get, to get his belt grip. If you don't grab that belt sometimes, you can't win the fight. You're the Mawashi, the belt. You must grab the belt sometimes. And Toby Zaro was so elusive, he fought with the spot with the fighting spirit. I got to give him the Modelo Michelada Award yesterday. The Didn't fighting spirit yeah, goes yeah. to the flying monkey yesterday. Before Toby you, Zaru. Wow. And before you ask, Fred, yeah. Toby Zaru, why he's called the flying monkey? That's where I was going. He was born in the year of the monkey, considers his darting movement in the sumo ring similar to a monkey. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably would not give the moniker Flying Monkey to a 350-pound sumo wrestler. 
So there had to be a reason for that nickname. He's only 295, Fred. Okay, all right. well, then, all right. Jeez. Yeah. He didn't break the you. 300 threshold. He's fine. <laughs> they called it a gold. It's a gold star win. It's like it a, a very especial win where you can beat a Yokozuna, who's, I think, you know, the top of the, the top of the sumo world. And there's only one right now, and that's uh, Teretsufuchi. And there's day two from Tokyo. And there's the upset. I mean, there's Toby Zaru with a stunning upset, shocking the sumo world. Shocked everybody, Vic. Mm. So that was Lying a, stu monkey. a stunning day in Tokyo. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa is right. And of course, it all leads back to the haiku. And of course, Queen Elizabeth is being honored by myself this week. Oh, that's right. She by was uh, lying in state in, in Scotland. And I believe now she's, uh, they've, they've flown her back to England. She'll have the funeral, I believe, next Monday in Westminster Abbey. But she was some kind of lady, man. She was unbelievable. Not everybody uh, loved po her, Vic. All politics aside, just, you know, 70 years, the incredible dignity and respect that, and the service. Not everybody loved her, Vic. Oh, I, I understand that. There was very, it's very divisive. Yeah. I'm just focusing on, on, on the queen and, and her, her spirit, her inner spirit. Okay. This is from the queen. Yeah. I never wear beige because nobody will know who I am. I'm feeling you, Queen Elizabeth. I think you know, I just she... saw her in a picture wearing beige. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the queen. I think it was. Last she night on the set. Always rocked the, the vibrant colors, Fred. No, last night on the set, Colleen Williams, I, I, I got to remember, and Carolyn Johnson said, look at this picture. That's what we do in the break. And I went, yeah, of course oh, that's do. the queen. Yes, that's the queen. And Vic, she was either wearing white or beige. She never wears beige. She never wore beige. <laughs> Love the colors. And always accented by a black bag and black shoes, by the way. Well, I mean, fashion-wise, she, she really... She's, did you she really, really see her in beige, beige, Fred? Did you really see her in beige? I think I did. I just Googled queen in beige, and there's a decent amount of photos that look like oh, beige God. to me. Oh, now, my color palette is awful. My wife will tell you that, but, I mean, it looks pretty beige to me. So. Oh, no. Hey, hey, yikes. Good, Vic, so the queen's a liar. <laughs> oh, you are so abrasive today. How dare you? She said she never wore beige. In Pomona, and now this? No, she said she never wore beige. Kevin just Googled, and there's like 50 pictures of her in beige. It's only like 12. Not 50, but still. still. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know how many pictures of the queen has been over the last 70 years? How about like hundreds of thousands of pictures? You but know, she said she never she... wore beige. That's according to the queen. That was her. your words of wisdom you know, for the maybe, day. Maybe she said that like 50 years ago and then forgot. I quote <laughs> so, the queen. So... <laughs> wow, Vic. Right. You are abrasive today, Fred. I'm not being abrasive. First with the whole Chung controversy and Pomona. And now this... <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> Just saying. The queen in base. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. Vic, that was a really good haiku. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was the best. UCLA football is back at the Rose Bowl when the Bruins host South Alabama this Saturday. 
Oh, who was it last <laughs> what? week? What? Alabama. Oh, stop they it. The Jaguars, man. Stop it. They do not host Looks South Alabama. Looks like you got Alabama. some old copy there, Fred. No. Yeah, Jaguars. They already did the South Alabama thing. No. They played Alabama State last week. The Hornets are the mighty bears. Please tell Alabama. me you're lying. Please not, tell me you're Rodney, lying. I'm not making this up. South Alabama's coming to the Rose Bowl this week. Oh. The Jaguars. What? Come on, give it up for the Jags a little bit. What? They're decent. They're a decent Wait a squad. minute. Wait a minute. Is this a replacement game? So last week was a replacement game for Michigan. So they played Alabama State. Oh, that's right, because you were at the at Downey. You were talking about yeah. they play Alabama State. State, right? And this week they play South Alabama. That's correct. Are you kidding me? Bruins Jaguars. Bruins Jaguars. Eleven a.m. Yep. kick. They might as well play this on campus. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Kickoff to eleven. All the people. Coverage beginning at eight thirty. Played a Drake. Tickets back. at only twenty five dollars. Visit uclabruins.com/slash tickets. Oh my lord! And listen to the game right here in your home of the UCLA Bruins taking on South Alabama following a tilt against Alabama State on AM five seventy. Let's LA go Sports. three and zero. Oh. Thought I made a mistake too. Oh <laughs> my god! That's play? incredible. Yeah. All right, we're back to wrap it up. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Pete. An athlete. Rodney Pete. A father. Rodney Pete. An L.A. icon. Rodney Pete. And this guy. Red Rogan. AM 570 L.A. Sports. First place Dodgers take on the Diamondbacks tonight in Arizona. The first pitch at 640. Listen to every Dodger game in HD on the free iHeartRadio app. The keyword's AM 570 L.A. Sports. Powered by Chef Marito Seasoning. The seasoning partner of the Dodgers. Ronnie, Kevin, appreciate it as always. Great work. Rodney, another two-hour show tomorrow. Talk to you then. Right on, credit. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money over cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the scene. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die now. Lake on bail, my people say to live and die.